Hey, Maya, guess what? What, Val? So I have a fun Black History fact. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Now, to y'all that are listening, this may not be a fact for y'all, but I think it's an amazing fact regarding some Black History momentous moments that happened this past weekend. So our Black History fun fact for this podcast is going to be talking about Miss iconic, legendary, fabulous, the Mona Lisa of Mona Lisa's, Jill Scott and Erica motherfucking Badu. My wives, my loves, my spirits. <sighs> my so, I mean, they just, they bring the woos in the woo. I mean, literally, my incense automatically set, lit themselves, my like lights automatically dimmed, my wine glass filled with red wine, mm. and my moo moo just mm. like, slipped on spiritually mm. just like my mm. third eye open watching these call time around. i mean they didn't Sorry. even it wasn't a versus it was a vibe right you are was, so right it was a vibe so it was just playlist so for and those just of you women, just being awesome it was honestly the definition of women empowerment so for those of you that do not or may not or have been under rock miss jill scott is an american songs a singer songwriter She's a poet. She's an actress. She is just an amazing, amazing, fantastic individual, as well as Miss Erica Badu is also an American singer-songwriter. She's a record producer and actress as well. Erica Badu actually started her career opening up the show for D'Angelo in 1994 in Fort Worth, Texas. She looked like she's 20 still. Look, Erica is just, is just killing it in this game. You know what I'm saying? She is just killing it in this game. And then Miss Jill Scott has done so many legendary, amazing things throughout her life, from acting to songwriting to just just bringing us some beautiful, beautiful melodies. Okay. Beautiful hotepi okay. melodies. Like, Woo! Just, Woo! just chakras all around. So, <laughs> chakras all around. So, so we want to take some time to just recognize these women. They are our Black posters for this podcast and thank you thank you thank you for continuing to show us what strong black women who support each other look like it is beautiful it is amazing and we're going to get started with the podcast yes thank you Welcome back, you guys, to the regular, regular podcast. I feel like we're getting a lot better, though. We're definitely getting a lot better, though. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think, you know, practice makes perfect, right? (laughs) (laughs) I am Maya, as always. I'm Val. Val. Valerie. (laughs) Do you know who you are? Are you Val? Look, I'm not high, nor am I drunk, so I really don't know. <laughs> I'm neither one of those today. I really don't understand what's happening. I look, that, look you ain't never said nothing. There. <laughs> and like we just mentioned, we are too tired as hell, but extraordinary black girls just trying to live and love regular, regular lives in this trash ass world. So thank you guys for coming back with us. I don't know which episode uh we are on. But it doesn't matter. Time doesn't exist. Like, literally. It's a social construct. It literally is like we just following the sun. So, okay? I mean, there really is. sun time. White sun time. (laughs) That's it. 
<laughs> and then we have yellow sun time. And, you know, it follows by what's your pants look like. That's it. And he was like, you know, clean pants, dirty pants. What's mm, that's it. Oh, that's my God. I can't all, how you doing, lovely? How are, how are you doing? I'm here. I yeah. exist. I am present. Yeah. My plants are still alive. So, you know, I'm happy Amen. about that. That's a, my parents are still alive. Also, I, I'm happy about that too. My family is still with us. <laughs> All of my family. Amen. So I, I'm happy that. about that. But you know, I'm a cancer sun, Taurus moon. So we love a comfy ass, like let's stay in the house for the rest of our lives moments. And you, what better time to feel that feeling than when a pandemic and a nasty ass virus. <laughs> you know? Let me just cozy up in my comforter and just chill out. That that's okay. I wish I could be like. I feel like the. I feel like Aquarius is we have. I mean, we're double sided, so we have multiple sides of us. But the side of me that loves people is like yearning for like interactions at this Aquarius moment. Like moments and adventures. We yeah. do, and I can't. I With can't people. adventure. You can't. I can't. That's true. That's true. I do like adventures, but I think like. My Aquarius side, I like adventures with people. So for me, there's only so much I can do in a 750 square feet. So it is, I'm ready to go. I am ready to travel. I am ready to, bro, when I tell you I dance in my apartment every weekend, just waiting for these clubs to open up so oh. I can just throw the ass back. Mm. Sorry. The thing is, this is my dream to be like, oh, I can wake up and roll over and open my laptop and just kind of roll back over if I ain't got shit. That is my nightmare, my nigga. I am just like, oh, can somebody just deliver food to my room? Exactly. Oh, my God. Like, I was talking to my manager today. And like he, um, we got on the call and he was like, Val, you're always two ways whenever you talk to people. You're either super professional or like you're professional. And I was like, yeah, but on the inside, I'm dying because <laughs> I don't want to be here. And he laughed like I wasn't serious, but I was 100% serious. I don't want to be here. But y'all cut me a check. So, I mean, you know, we got to pay the bills, right? Look, got to do what you got to do, baby. Got to do what you got to do. So I am ready to throw this ass in a circle. I am ready to wear all my cute outfits that I've been buying, but I ain't got nowhere to go. I am I'm ready. Just, I'm, I'm ready and I'm looking forward. But I'm probably not going to go outside until August because I'm not playing any leafy. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not. I don't. There, some, my boss was just like, so did you go out this weekend? They started opening up things. I was like, where? Let me let you know about my life prior to this. I didn't go out then. <laughs> and there was not a murderous virus trying to kill black people. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know, there, I mean, there were cops, but shit, I didn't go out then. Why would Blur. I be out there with cops and the virus? That Blur. don't make no sense. I'm I be getting sick in my own house. I ain't got time for that shit. Exactly. Oh, no, absolutely not. No. Nah. So I'm saying all of this, guys, but I'm literally not going to go anywhere until like August. But in anticipation for August, because I look, I already got a trip planned. I'm going to Miami. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so throw that ass in my circle. So I am just. I'm very, very excited. And I've, I've been working on the twerks. I've been learning the savage stances. These white and black children no. have been teaching me. Good. Shout out, shout out to Megan for getting the king of everything. 
actually, you know what? Let me correct that. Let me correct that. Because I was going to say Beyonce, but let me clarify. Shout out to the Queen King and Ace of Spades, Miss Blue oh. Ivy Carter, for getting her client with Megan to get a, make a song, make a hit, okay? Because I know Blue you is know what? That... her mother, Beyonce, just Blue... sitting on the couch playing what? Playing, I don't know, one of them breaker games and Fortnite. ball games. <laughs> I know she was sitting there was just like, you know, oh, I know. This client of mine you, is not sitting here. You're right. You know what? Wasting Actually, my Blue time. Ivy should have been, she should have been a fun fact. Because <laughs> you are completely right. Because Blue Ivy said, hey, mom, I got you booked. Okay. <laughs> I need you to go be here at seven. And here's your okay. ass to Houston and get it together. Okay. Because when I tell you, okay, so like, I'm not, and y'all don't come for me. But I'm not like the biggest Mega Stallion fan. Like, I love her personality, but I haven't actively paid attention to her music, right? But when I tell you, when this ring mist dropped, I play the shit every day. And honestly, I love Beyonce's verses. That's literally why I be listening to that shit. Because I'd be like, Beyonce, because she was on her own song. Ah, she was like, please don't get me. I said, yes, I'm already hyping it. I'm already hyped. No, the line that got me, because, you know, Maya's all about, you know, putting out positive sex positive things when she was just like demon time might start only fans i was like beyonce who told you about only fans ma'am what is you doing on your private browser <laughs> i need qu- i have questions and then i saw the meme with somebody was just like miss tina looking up only fans and it was Nicki minaj with her mouth like a gape like oh my gosh <laughs> So, you know, I love me a queen who is contemporary, who supports, you know, our sex workers out here getting their money, making that bag, and they making like 100000 a quarter. So, you know, we talked about it a couple of months ago, but you may need mm-hmm. to be putting your feet on somebody's computer screen. I ain't, you know, my feet kind of ugly right now because I ain't seen my lady, cat. Yeah, I miss right, you. Yeah. Shout out to a real G. <laughs> but, but, but God damn it. But $100,000, we may have to find a file real quick. Look, <laughs> I'm look, not cold. I am ready. I learned the set because I was talking to one of my friends because we work out together and we do this virtual workout sessions. So I was playing the song and she was like, have you learned the dance from Miami? And I was like, "Cause girl, because we all going to Miami. So she's like, have you learned the dance? I was like, nah. I was like, I know I've been seeing these kids, but I ain't learning. So yesterday, like, I literally, like, stood in my kitchen and, like, watched so many videos to learn this dance. And I finally got it, and I was really excited. So I am ready to, one, throw the ass in the circle, two, do the savage dance. I did not learn the remix because it was too much hip movement, and a bitch got a knee brace. I, I, I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> when, okay, so when the original song dropped and everybody started doing the savage dance, I was like, this is cute and all. But your girl has yeah. not had rhythm. My mother told me that I lost my rhythm when I was little because I was dancing nasty at family reunions. So God took my rhythm. Damn. So <laughs> ever since, you know, your girl kind of has two left feet <laughs> and two left hips. Okay. So, you know, I was just like, this is cute and whatnot. And then Beyonce dropped or Miss Blue Ivy Carter dropped. <laughs> this remix for the girls in our time of need and then i was just i automatically said now i know they gonna drop another version of this savage dance and i'm gonna oh, have to learn it because it's yeah. a beyonce yeah. song and then i saw what they were putting out and i said no the children oh, the Hannah. children 
the children let me talk to the children if you have if you are listening to this all five of you who are listening to this you know if you have kids near you unplug your earbuds and let this run children i can't dance like that that's too much my hips don't work like that my no. feet don't work like that. My knees can't bend like I, that. I my, got every on. time, I don't know if you can hear it, but every time I clamp my hands, things pop. Okay? Okay? Well, I have to stretch <laughs> in the morning. When I t- <laughs> we are doing when, yoga when not because we all, want to, because we need to. <laughs> okay. First of all, this is how you can tell my age. I didn't know there were like two different dances. I didn't there, know that. So my friend no, was, technically there are like three because oh, somebody the, did a remix to the remix. Oh, hell nah. Because my friends, like, learned the dance. So then I'm Googling. I'm, like, I'm YouTubing that shit. So I learned one dance, right? And then I heard the song to the dance. I said, wait, this ain't the... I don't hear Beyonce. This ain't the remix. Mm-hmm. Then I looked at the remix. And I said, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Like, I just so learned you, one. You I can't learn this time. shit. Eat. Right. Talking you about got, you got to put your knees up and go backwards. I can't. I can't do both. I children, can't do both, children. Uh, I cannot. The, the children of the TikTok era, I need you to understand. Y'all, I'm going to say this, and this is all jokes 90 percent, but like sometimes them white girls that be stealing y'all shit i'd be kind of happy because i can do what they're doing because they're like you know what off they slow it down they be missing shit and i can do that i can yell at them i fully learned the choreography from a white girl because she did it the most basic way and i said well i could do that it has no seasoning no salt no pepper so all the spices, the young black kids be adding to the, the, it's cute, but we are not bringing on. We are not, you know, what, Omarion movie? What what was that? My block and drop. We can't do that no more. We're tired. Okay. We're tired. <laughs> We're carrying social security on our backs. We're tired. <laughs> what more do you want from me? <laughs> like, no, we can't do it no more. So yeah, good luck to you with the dance because I'm going to let you know now. It is beautiful when I see my young black females doing that shit. Y'all are rocking that. Y'all rocking are it. doing and Y'all deserve every, every, every God. single ounce of right, credit right, right, right. and Ellen money that she be giving yeah, away right. and all the endorsements. The young girl who did the renegade thing, she yeah, the renegade challenge, yeah, challenge now. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know why Scooby Doo has a challenge again. We are old because Scooby wasn't dancing back with. He wasn't. He was running. He okay. was running away. He was running. It, yeah, and I can away. run. I can run forward. Sometimes if it's bad, I can run backwards. I'm not doing whatever that young girl is doing. I didn't even nah. watch the video. I'm gonna support it. I let it run in the background. But baby, I can't do all of that. So nah. I want y'all to get y'all coins. I also want y'all to understand I'm not doing it. Oh, I'm not. I'm the way the way I'll my retweet. corporate job works, I can't. I can't. I don't have the I'm, I will send it love. I will copy Ellen on every single one. Good. But I refuse. That's where my job Same. is. Good. I have learned one of the dances. That to me, and that shit took me like it took me like two hours. That shit took me like two hours to learn. I I have too much. I'm good. I'm done. My gravity, my center of gravity, is just not in a place in the space that these young girls are are doing it. They're swinging things that if I swing it the wrong way, I'm going down. (laughs) Going down, no Frazier. Like it's done. (laughs) We're out. Help me! I can't get up. Help me! I can't get up. Life alert! I will be the face of life alert. (laughs) 
for the young children. It comes with a nice little bling, you know, for the young ones. I will be that. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Sacrifice myself for y'all. What a life, man. This, oh this is what we called adulting. That, I'm, that shit is real. I'm too old. I went from, like, not being an adult to being too much of an adult. It's all work. I didn't. <laughs> it literally was just like watching cartoons two weeks ago to now like i'm ordering plants and like saying oh my knee hurt it must gonna rain today yeah no <laughs> i'm not <laughs> i can't do that oh we are fools we are fools well this was a good little check-in we, we did a little kiki that was fun uh, just a reminder, as always, you can follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Breaker. We have a Twitter at reg underscore deg pod. We also have an Instagram at regular regular podcast. And you can always email us at regular regular pod at gmail.com. So please follow us, subscribe to what we're saying. We appreciate the love. We appreciate anything that you guys have to offer. Please join the conversation because we would love to hear from you. So do we want to get into any, are there any news? I really haven't. Again, it's pandemic. So my brain has literally been like survival mode. And this is our break right now. But I feel like the only news is the Hamed death. But I don't feel like I want to talk about sadness, to be honest with you. We can Wait. talk about it. Oh, no, we're not. The, the boy that was running, that they shot him. I feel like we need to say it. I feel like we don't need to get too in depth. We just like look, get it together. That's, that's I don't. That's really yeah. That's it. Because I don't have time for it. No. And it's so sad because I feel like we're so desensitized. Because I saw yeah. it and I, you I just kind of scrolled. And, and then there was another yeah. young lady. She got shot. She wasn't even like the target. The initial target. They fired into her home, and for a warrant mm. for somebody, and she died. Like in rain of bullets just like back to back to back somebody else got shot there's a whole video it's just ugh. so we won't get into too much in depth you know just a check in there i did kind of want to talk about booty and his problematicness we don't have you to go can't into i ain't really got yeah i ain't got nothing to say because i just like, <laughs> okay i just I wanted just to rant about it yeah. this will be a maya's you know, my segment, and then just go about it from there, and then uh, yeah, because I just I really can't. I is there anything else? I didn't know if you cared enough to even want to discuss it. Even what's the tall one? Chloe. Chloe. Have you seen the mess that has happened with Chloe? Chloe Kardashian. No, because I don't care. I don't. Something about she might be pregnant with her baby. But she's not apparently. But like, it's double sided. So Chloe apparently, but people were saying that she was pregnant. She came out and was like, nah, and my feelings are hurt and blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out some young lady is saying that she is pregnant or she has a child with Tristan. Well, I mean, I ain't surprised. <laughs> and then Chloe is suing her. For what? Wrongful bird mentality. They're dumb. Anyway, I'm just going to leave it with the boosty conversation and then that's okay. it. Yeah, that's it. Because I do just want to rant. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back. Welcome back. 
hope you enjoyed that small little break. Mm-hmm. We are going to get into Blink Twice news real quick. It'll be short, not take up too much time. I do want to acknowledge, you know, there are lots of horrific things that are happening to Black folks out there. We have like three cases that are known to our community about Black people being shot down by horrific people. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And we're not going to go too in-depth to it because we don't want this to be a sad episode. But, you know, just... All we can do is, I don't even want to be one of those people like pray about it. I mean, yes, if you are a praying warrior, please pray about it. Please be mindful, but hold people accountable, call people out, make sure that we are just lifting those families up in prayer and in good thoughts. And I don't know. It's just, it's sad. It's ridiculous. It's tiring. And, you know, it's very tiring to just be Black and exist in this world, and we just need people to stop. <laughs> this is not the audience that needs to hear that, but hopefully one day this gets to the ears of the audience that should hear that. So just be mindful and, I don't know, just find joy in the things that you can find comfort in, in this world and go from there. So not to make this a sad episode. But then also, I wanted to talk about something that recently occurred in the last few days. And this is more going to be a Maya's rant. Val doesn't have to even (laughs) jump into this. As you guys can tell or should be able to tell, I try my best to be an advocate for people. I don't like to call myself like an ally because I think there's a lot of work that has to be done to be an ally for a lot of minority groups. But And I don't know if I'm always stepping up to the plate to the needs of those who I can help support or who may be considered somebody who has even more hardships than me. But I do try when I have a voice to speak up for things. And I also get really annoyed by things that I see. And so just a quick rant, a little go-offness, if you will. I'm tired of Boosie. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't care about the fades and the funniness and the put your pussy lips online for I give you a thousand dollars. Like it was all fun and games until this nigga just decided to be misogynistic, decided to be transphobic, decided to be a horrible human being. And it's really ridiculous. But I recognize that I can't control what one man is, who he is. He is who he is until he meets his Lord and Savior. And Jesus thumps him on his head. Was like, nigga, why would you even? think you had the right to speak on any of these things but also like I think I'm more tired of the people out there who like to defend actions like Bootsie has put out and that probably pisses me off even more if you don't know recently Bootsie was talking about D-Wade's daughter trans daughter Zaya which I again love the name feel very inspired by it But, you know, Zaya's just out here living her best life, doing, you know, all that she wants to do and more, even probably the gourmetest of animal crackers and playing in pools and, you know, Louis Vuitton scarves, all that type of shit. And here comes Boosie all up in some child's genitals, worried about what's going on in his life or her life and thinking that he has the right to give parenting advice. And on top of Talking about Zaya, he decides to share that another time, because this is not the first time, 
about him uh, making sure that his sons were quote unquote not gonna turn out gay because he provides them women to give oral sex to to his children. As soon as they turned, what did he say? Like 11, 12, 13, 14? 11, 12, yeah. One of them illegal ages that you should not be having sexual encounters, particularly with a grown-ass woman. And your father should not be setting that up. So it's disgusting. There's no doubt about it. But then, like, there are plenty of people on social media who are sitting here saying, like, well... Y'all allowed this person to get away with it and that person to get away with it. So why are you getting on Boosie case? Or I saw somebody saying Boosie owns like a water company. Therefore, he should be absolved of his responsibilities somehow or another. Like the logic that people are, are bringing to the table is just ridiculous. I'm tired of it. I think y'all are sick in the head. This is why R. Kelly has been allowed to triumph for years and years, decades and decades. This is why so many other artists and people that we consider to be somewhat important have been allowed to do that. And we've just seen time after time, even throughout this pandemic of just like men being having to be held accountable in like all of these type of forums. And it's just really ridiculous that like men are out here not only doing these horrific things, orchestrating these horrific things, but then like we're having to wait years and years for somebody to make them responsible for their actions and then people defending those actions somehow or another. So it's tiring. You guys have to get a fucking clue. I hope that you guys are not out here procreating because it's really sad and I would really like to see our generation get rid of some of the toxic things. Like we as black people, we as a generation have had to deal with for way, 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 way too damn long. And it's just like, ridiculous so can't wait till that i start seeing boosie going to court i I you know i will certainly turn in to that shade room thing but obviously the shade room probably is not gonna even post it because they're weird and gross as well because all i see on theirs is takashi 69 and him getting his wig put on or some shit like that i don't know and he has his own even problematic thing so anyway it's maya's rant I hold by those words fully. He is trash. And the men who, men and women and people, whatever, who are advocating on his behalf, y'all really, 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 really need to get a fucking clue and just stop talking and stop procreating and stop like putting things out into the world because this is ridiculous. So that's it. That's all I had. Agreed. I ain't got got nothing for Boosie Badass. I just, oh my God. And it makes me so mad. Okay. Woosa. Woosa. Get out of that. Let's get into the fun topic. Let's do that. Let's talk about things that actually matter and help other people. So let's get into our parking lot combos. Val, do you want to kind of take the lead on how we're going to do this parking lot combo? Yes, yes, we will. So for our parking lot combo today, we're going to talk about uh, friendships and um, nothing like specific about friendships, just friendships overall, because I was telling Maya earlier before we got on this podcast that I have a Facebook, but I have not logged into my Facebook in like six plus years. (laughs) So um, I, I don't need to be on it, it like this. I haven't logged. 
horrible. Facebook is the Bruh. casino of social media. That's my, my <laughs> take. It literally is just a bunch Pick of things that. blinking and you should click this or friend this. Yeah. This. So, yeah. Nah, nah. Because I only, I literally like rock with Instagram. Instagram is like, I believe my only like social media tool that I have. So mm-hmm. I haven't logged into my Facebook in like six plus years. So I recently did so this past weekend and it was like nostalgia all over again, just kind of like going down my pictures and my wall and seeing like the commentary and the feedback and all that good stuff. It was really, really fun to kind of go through that. So I was sending Maya photos of like us in high school and like our friend group and like all the stuff that we were doing. And she and I were just like reminiscing. So then to take a look at like when we were in high school, what, 10 years now, mm-hmm. something like that. When we were in high school over 10 plus years now to like where we are now and to see that our friendship is still solid, but then to see some of our other friendships not be as solid or not even be existent anymore just because of like life issues and, and growth and, and different phases of life. So I wanted to have a conversation about even in this like pandemic time frame, have your friendships changed? Are you seeing any changes with your friendships? Are you noticing that certain people are reaching out to you more than others? And then as you look at your previous friendships, how did you move through either growing apart from each other or maybe identifying that maybe this was not as solid of a friendship as it once was? Ooh. Okay. I know it's bigger. So it's actually really interesting because I was just telling Brian this a couple of days ago. It's like because of the pandemic and a lot of people leaning on social media is like their kind of way to reach out their social platform. I mean, obviously that's what it is, but their social time. I've had more conversations with folks that I haven't had in years just because you know, people are reaching out, people are using that as a tool to connect with others. So like I'm having conversation with college friends and high school friends that I really hadn't thought too much of in our relationship, I felt like had sizzled and gone from there. And then it's also kind of like making me more aware of what I need to do to better my relationships and kind of like highlighting some things of like, maybe gaps that I see in my relationships or things that I'm saying I would like to, like I said, do more or communicate more. Cause I realize, like as much as I really enjoy being a social person and like having conversations and hopping on the phone, I don't do a good job of like putting that energy out. Cause I'm very to mm-hmm. myself. Like when I'm in the house, I'm like, Oh girl, my bra is off. I can't talk to you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about and so it really has been kind of eye-opening about like me wanting to further certain relationships and then me also realizing like there's energy still left in other relationships where it's like perhaps Mm -hmm. there's some relationships have ended and it's very clear at a time or some relationships that I thought were one level are not like you know, I thought we were closer, but because of, I'm just seeing it. And I'm not saying that during a pandemic, you have to test the relationship. Cause I think that's really dumb. Like people are saying, oh, I see my real friends cause they haven't done this or that. Well, people are stressed mm. off, 
stressed out yeah. and all these sorts of things. But I think also this does give you a time to reflect and say like, is this relationship serving me in the way that I thought it was supposed to serve me? Or is it serving me in a different capacity? And what am I doing to build those relationships? I can't just sit there and say, like, this person is not building that relationship. This person is not building that relationship. Like, I'm the common denominator in all of that. So it has made me think about those sorts of things. And it has for me, too, because, and I was telling you about an incident, not an incident, but, like, my friend group out here that I am a part of. So, like, I have, like, a core group of, like, girlfriends. (laughs) Some are actually live here. Some have now moved. And we have started, I mean, I feel like we saw each other a good amount of times, even when we were outside of this pandemic and we could go outside. But I feel like we are more interactive now. And I'm extremely thankful of that because like we do like either wind down Wednesdays and get on FaceTime and, mm-hmm. and, and chat with each other. And we would literally sit on the phone for like three hours or we'll do it on Fridays and we'll just sit, chat from either singing Disney Channel songs to I've sat on the call and like replayed the Lizzie McGuire movie and just like talking about like our childhoods and life and stuff like that. And to me, I feel like a positive out of this pandemic is really bringing out the beauty of my friendships for people, even those people I may not be FaceTiming with, but just still checking in with and texting and stuff like that. It's really brought out the beauty of these friendships and, you know, kind of reminded me of the value that I put on my friendships in addition to how great of friends that I choose and I pick, there have been friends that I'm no longer friends with at this moment, which is fine. And not because of the pandemic, just, yeah. just because of other things. But with the friends that I do have now, it's honestly forced a beautiful relationship that I know even outside of this pandemic, these are people that I will rock with because we have shown each other yeah. that even not being able to see each other, we will still stay in contact, which I think for a lot of friendships, that is like a huge part especially when you think about like your high school friends, your college friends, maybe your even work friends. Once you lose that connection of either going somewhere specific and seeing them every day, it changes that dynamic. Cause then now you're like, I live in Florida. I live in my, I live in uh, Arkansas. You got shit going on. You got life. You ain't got time. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a lot about that. I've recently saw a post that was just like, you know, you can have different types of friendships that serve you And they not always Mm -hmm. mean like you're constantly communicating. Because I think a lot of people, when they talk about relationships in general, they think I have to be hip by hip with you. I have to always be able to uh, have this like, like this ear to lean on or this, you're going to be there. You're going to be my ride or die. When in reality, that's not how humans work. And like a lot of people are understandably very self-centered in how they look at relationships. You're just like, it has to relate back to me. But you also have to reflect on how other people are going and what they're doing in life and like how that changes. Because like, I still consider you my best friend, but we don't talk every single day. And I hope that that is still like a comfortable thing for you as well. But like, you know, we don't have to talk every day to still have a very strong connection because we can hop on here or we can hop in Texas and just be like, catch up and it be okay. And then like, we both have our own separate friend groups that, you know, we may contact more just because they're more convenient or they have been closer and more recent. And those relationships are okay too. And I think a lot of people compare particularly friendships 
Mm-hmm. It's like this like hierarchy, like I have to be their only best friend. Well, in reality, yeah. like everybody is gonna have a different thing and a different need. Like I have friends, I know I can come to you and we can shoot the shit about our family and we can shoot the shit about like what our goals are and how we want to move forward and what we're looking at. And I have friends that I know I'm going and we literally are about to just crack joke after joke with one another. Like we literally are just going to sit here and just, you know, our conversations are going to have notes whatsoever, but it's just (laughs) going to be there for like good times. And those relationships are meaningful for me. And I see like a heavy value in both of those. Right. 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 Cause I think you hit on something well, because I think that's something that through this pandemic, it's made me think about. It's just like the meaning of those friendships to you. Because yeah. I know there has been a time before growth yeah. uh, where I was just like, you're either this friend to me or yeah. we're not friends. Because to me, I didn't understand how we could call each other friends, but then we don't have a certain kind of friendship. Mm-hmm. But um, with my growth and like, you know, aging, <laughs> I have I have identified that there are different forms of friendships yep. and it is okay to have those different forms of friendships. Yeah. And it's really basically on what serves you. So I have yep. friends that like you and I, like we rock all the way since high school. Like you and yep. I are, we're sisters at this point. It is yep. what it is. And you're right. We don't talk every day, but that, I think that works with our friendship. We don't yep. need to talk every day. Yeah. We know if we need something, we can call each other, but like, this isn't something that we need to be like checking in to be like, yo, why ain't you call me today? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a child anymore. But then I also have friends where I'm just like, these are people that I am going to go out with. Like these are yeah. like, all, what we do is we can turn the fuck up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And still valuing that friendship. Like I value yeah. that friendship with you. Not yeah. to say that these people are disregarded, but yeah. we created a specific form of friendship. And yeah. Because I'm it, not unless the one to otherwise. always, like I'm not even as wretched as I sometimes act on here. Like I'm not a turn up girl that often like I'll be like oh this is one glass I got me girl we done (laughs) and I recognize like for a really long time I felt similar like my friends have to be this sort of way and if you're not Mm -hmm. doing this or inviting me to do that then like how can you consider me to be your friend but then I realized like the energy that I put out and the the persona that you see me as could really define like what you consider me like as a friend unless I allow myself to be vulnerable enough to let you know like who I am like the actual person that I am so if I am not sitting here saying like girl yes we gonna turn up every single time and that is what you're looking for and what you need in your life right now then there's going to be a disconnect and if I don't share like I definitely want to be that turn up person then you can't you won't know that that is the type of friend that you can lean into me for. And that's okay. Like it's, it's okay to be different. And like one of the things I've recently kind of like, I'm trying to do better with for myself is like, not everybody has to be my friend. And that's like Mm. a lesson that has been really hard for me as somebody who really dotes on being likable. And it's a, a thing that I'm trying to unlearn. Like one of the things I have been telling myself recently is I don't want to have to default to being the nice person. I want to be Mm. able to be Maya who is nice. And like when I'm not nice, I'm still Maya. And like, I also am trying to say not everybody who I encounter is my friend. And I'm not saying that maliciously. I'm saying like, 
there are lots of people that I have interact with that I, in my head, I am sitting here and was like, we are ace boom coons. Like we are like ride or dies. And in reality, that's not a true thing. It's a fantasy that I am projecting onto somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying like the nature of our relationship is this thing, but I've never communicated it. I've never validated it with you. I have assumed and I get upset for something that isn't real because I'm not willing to be clear and communicate and then set boundaries around whatever that relationship is. And so like one of the things like I am trying to do better about is just because we have some sort of relationship that I consider positive doesn't necessarily mean that we are automatically friends. That doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. mean that you have access to me in that capacity or that I owe anybody anything beyond the things that I'm comfortable with. And that is like a really hard lesson for me because I like, I'm always just like, I have to be this person. I've always been that way. And now I'm like, what if I don't show up for that person in this way that I think I have to be and be okay with it? You know, that has been a hard thing for Mm. me. Especially in friendships. It's funny you say that because I feel like like I can resonate with that so well. And then I can also resonate with like that person on the flip side, who is that individual that you're speaking to? Like, yeah. I don't have to be their friend because I know in some of my quote unquote friendships there, I feel like this pandemic has taught me there are people who I may have deemed as friends, yeah. but they may not have seen that way. They, we are friendly, yes, but doesn't mean that we are friends. So I think this pandemic has really taught me the delineation between those two. Yes. To say, in my mind, you automatically put a friendship on this yes. quote-unquote relationship where it's honestly just y'all being friendly yes. and not having that be something that hurts my feelings. Because yes. it wasn't a communication or a conversation that we had to say we are friends. I may have put that expectation on it mm-hmm. but that may not be the right expectation to put and i've really learned that through this pandemic because there are things that i'll do with some people and i'll be like oh so they really not gonna call in yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. exactly. oh for sure <laughs> for sure because i'll get my feelings hurt real quick and be like well shit i thought we were best buddies like i thought we were ready to trade blood together girl like and then i have right. to check myself and say did you assume that you guys are connected in that Mm. way. And also to me, I think the thing that is really important, if you are willing to take away the core of whatever connected you guys originally, and there's still a structure of a relationship there, then that makes a difference. Like if, if we have taken away, we are so beyond high school, right? That our friendship has stood the test of time in a way that says, like it doesn't matter anymore right we are beyond that but there are relationships that i have had with people and i've sat there and said if we were like before i'm like oh we're best friends and we have this bond this thing that connects us but then I've, i've asked myself recently and said if i were to take this thing away that bonds us would there be a structure to that friendship? And then I'll hurt myself, my feelings, because I'll say, well, no. And then I'll go, but like, I've done all these things for this person, or I've been there for this person in this way. 
And then like one of the questions that I'm asking myself is like, but did they ask for that? Like, is that what was Mm. required in that friendship? It was that something that you were asked of or were, were you doing that deliberately because you thought that that's what you needed to do to be a quote unquote nice person or a friend to this person? Because a lot of times I notice for myself that I give away parts of myself with the expectation that that person is going to return that energy. And that's Mm -hmm. not what was asked of me. That was not required of the relationship or myself. And then I'm just sitting there looking dumb. Like I gave my whole left arm for you and I write, I'm a lefty. And so that's fucked me up, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and you aren't willing to, you know, break a pinky nail for me. So now I'm saying, Maya, take a step back and say, like, it's okay to be friendly. It's okay to open the, keep the door open for a friendship to build. But if that person is not your friend at the end of the day, if you guys are not holding hands, singing kumbaya, you will be all right. Like, you will not die because that's not what your identity is based on. Your identity is Maya. You have to separate that just because, and I'm happy, like, for the most part, we've kept out the idea of, like, romantic relationships because I had a huge problem with thinking I was the girlfriend named Maya and not, like, Maya, who was everything Mm. along with being a girlfriend. And, like, a lot of times with friendships, I was, like, the friend named Maya. And now, like, I'm saying I'm Maya and I have all these other traits And being a friend is one of the things that you can have access to if I'm willing to allow that to happen. And you're willing to allow that to happen. That is, I feel like this is a very real topic because to kind of shift gears a little bit, one of the other aspects of just like the friendship realm was, so when I'm going through my Facebook, I even reached out on my own to some of my friends from high school that I haven't talked to in a while. And it was great to catch up with them and just kind of, you know, some have babies, they're mm-hmm. married, all that good stuff. It's a beautiful thing. But then also revisiting friendships that have ended and really kind of from a, I guess you can say from like a social media space, looking through either how that friendship ended or why it ended. Yeah. Not necessarily taking in the additional factors that may have played into that, but yeah. looking from a social media, because I feel like our world, especially during this pandemic time frame, that's all we have. Yeah. <laughs> social media. That's all we have to do is social media. So it's so looking from a social media aspect as to how has that affected my friendships and maybe viewing uh, my friendships in a different light that have ended and really questioning my role in, in that. Because I feel like, yeah, because I feel like some of the times, a majority of my friendships that ended all of these were before college graduation. So I've definitely grown a lot from that. And I haven't had recently any friendships that have ended. But just looking at my past friendships that have ended, it's very interesting to kind of revisit those different experiences yeah. and look at pictures and be like, oh my God, we had so much fun. What happened? And then yeah. looking through like my Instagram and my Facebook and be like, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. I totally get it. And it's so interesting because like I was talking to Brian again and I was, we were talking about like insecure and like the whole shebang boodle that's Mm. going on in that that show. And I said, I love the topic about friendships and like 
the demise of friendships and how like a lot of times from your own perspective, you think that you're doing everything right, right? Like you're, you're thinking this person is doing all of these horrible things to me. And that was the reason why the friendship ended. And then like, we as the audience get to see these two people just being shitty at each other (laughs) or like not putting in the energy that they needed. And so like, I think, I think again, that's where like, I try my best to, I'm trying to learn to allow my emotions to exist, but not always have to be that emotion. And I'm trying to do better about being able to look at them and then say like, what is going on here truly? Like pulling them apart and saying like, what are you really feeling versus like the anger or the frustration that it is with like your friendship here or the disappointment there? Like, are you doing the things that you could be doing if this is something that you want to continue to exist? Or are you making it very clear like maybe the relationship is not moving forward? Because one of the problems in the show is like they're not communicating and they're not just being like, you know, I don't think that we're in the same space to continue this relationship at least where it was before. Because I have a whole theory about the show and like how my psychology had just like kicked in automatically. But one of the things like I took away from is people grow in such like a dynamic way. But a lot of times we stick to the person that we are used to, like probably more often than not, the person that we felt most safest with, but like a lot of people phase out of that, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, when that person moves on to their next phase, whoever that that is, sometimes we get really disrupted by that. And then you go and say, well, that person just like changed. It was like, no, they didn't just change they grew or they maybe sometimes took a step back. Maybe they are unlearning something or relearning something or learning something brand new. And like, how are you shifting and being open to this new person that exists? And, or are you in a space to be open to that new person that exists? And if not, can you clearly communicate with that person and saying like, I don't know if I'm ready to take on this task and I hope and like our memories are good and who we are at this phase was good, but I think I have to to stay behind and do my own work and or whatnot. And I think a lot about that. And I I am trying to do better about not holding on to like an old person, not holding on to like a person who is in my memories and not the person that's in front of me if that makes sense. Mm. Because that's a big difference. Like who that person was when I felt like most connected with them, that person may not exist anymore. That person may be dead, like to them. Because I certainly am, I hope Mm. that I am not the same person that I was in high school, in college. Hell, like, fuck, four weeks ago. Because I definitely feel like I've grown even throughout this pandemic. And so, like, sometimes that's uncomfortable for other people. And then sometimes it's, like, having that communication and saying, like, you're changing and I want to understand what that means. So. Right. Ooh, that was real deep. Look at a good old therapy session. (laughs) Because, and I think, like, a lot of times 
a lot of people, I don't get to see that. And then a lot of times, I think at the root of it, on a personal level, and I know I experience this a lot, I get really uncomfortable by letting somebody know that like what's going on with our relationship scares me. Because it's hard to tell somebody mm-hmm. and be vulnerable at that space. Like, like you're growing up and you're doing things and I am scared that this relationship may be dying or maybe shifting in a way that I wasn't thinking we were shifting, right? And right. a lot of people aren't willing to like sit there and have that vulnerable moment with each other because they're scared that somebody's going to take them out or use that against right. them or hurt them in the long term. So I have one last question and then we can phase out this topic because what you brought there was really insightful. So now I'm curious to get your opinion. I haven't thought about this, so I don't have an answer. But what do you think for us? Because like we've had a very long friendship mm-hmm. and we individually have grown separately yeah. like in ourselves and in our current person. So what do you think as an example from our friendship, has allowed us to retain that and not necessarily grow apart, but still grow in our friendships as we are individually growing (laughs) ourselves? I think for me, I think for me, there is a comfort in you knowing kind of the base of who Maya is. Because I feel like I have layers versus like being like a whole lizard and molting off like old, (laughs) old me. But I feel like I have layers. Like I have a core and I just continuously upgrade that. And I feel like you know me at a core. And I think like there are things that I never really thought you knew about me, knew about me. And then like, we'll talk and you'll say something. And I'm like, God damn, like she really know a bitch. Like when I did the Shan Booty little quiz and I was not reaching out to an ex about any of them questions because fuck most of them niggas except like one. <laughs> but like, you know, and then we were talking and you were saying like, Maya, here's like a whole thing about you. And I was like, damn, I did not realize like you picked that up. And then I think I also, I had to be, comfortable with like you are very individualistic like you are somebody who does things to their own beat to their own drum and you just kind of you're very good about like just choosing your life path and I've always admired that about you and it's always been something that's just like made me go like I'm so proud of that I've seen the growth I've seen the things and it makes me go like I want to grow like that too And that kind of keeps me engaged. And like, I know ultimately if there is something that we got to do, you don't show out. Like it's always been that way. And you've never like faulted me for like the person that I am. Just like, I hope that I've tried my best not to fault you for the person you are. So like, I am a homebody. I like being in one location and you're somebody who likes to travel and do that. And I've never felt like you faulted me for like not being like the traveling buddy. You've always been like, I'm going to still do me. I'm going to still travel, but I'm going to, you, I'm happy that you're comfortable and I'm happy that you're alive and well and you feel that way. So I don't know if that 
truly answer? Oh, you know, make a nigga cry. <laughs> no, that, that does. And, and you saying that made me think about the answer to the question that I just asked. And to me, I think uh, fundamentally, I feel like we accepted and have accepted each other for who we are. Mm-hmm. And I do think that we have allowed each other to grow mm-hmm. and not just like focus on you're my best friend and you can't be friends with somebody yeah. else or whatever. But we've allowed each other to grow. And we all have our, like, you and I both have, like, our separate friend groups and stuff like that in different friendship dynamics. But we've allowed each other to grow separately. And still, and I think this is the interesting part of our friendship that I still haven't figured out, but still been able to really keep our relationship strong. Because uh, before it was the two of us, there were three. Yeah. So there was another individual that was part of our little uh, triangle. And to kind of, see that relationship not be what it was but still really see our relationship still stay strong and I do think that it's because we have really put a lot of value on our Mm -hmm. friendship and it's a friendship that it's not meaningless but it's a friendship that we take seriously we have created I think our own boundaries within our friendship so this is not a friendship that we got to call each other every day yeah you know my nigga, we can go a year without talking, but then when we see each other, we be like, my nigga, yeah. did you see that shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, you still hop in my bed when you get here. Still, I like, okay, so where's the food I still hold the fridge. I be like, I mean, like, it, it doesn't change. And, you know, it I does. think, I think, like, those things matter a lot to me because, like, at the core, you can change your actions, but I know who values. I know the things that you're going to see. And like, I'm open to, if you want to change like your viewpoint, I'm here to hear that and want to experience that with you. And I think that makes me still want to continue. And I just, I see that. And like, I'm just, you know, we are like bad bitches. We got our masters at the same time, or I think you finished before me. But like, you know, we really try to do that. And, you know, we out here grinding and we have dreams and we have these things. And like, literally, like, I remember talking about like boyfriends and what weddings will look like and picking out things. (laughs) And I think like at that base, we built this like fantasy together. I know we talked about that, like we built that fantasy together. And so it's something that we, I think continuously put out into reality. Like I know you gonna right. pick on my kids because I'm gonna choose weird ass names for them, and that's just like <sighs> a fact, yeah. right? Even if what? Look, even if we don't, this. and we didn't have to define what kids mean. I just know whether they be my biological kids, my step kids, my dog kids. Like you still gonna be like. Why are you calling that person that name, that name? <laughs> and that's just because, like, again, we've agreed to these, like, amazing friendship things, and we continuously right. try to build on that. I have a question before we got. I know right. we were talking about wrapping up. So oh, yeah, what yeah, go ahead. can we do to continuously strengthen our relationship? Like, what are things that you need from me to be a better friend to you and to be honest i might be wrong about this and i'm still growing i'm still learning a bitch still needs to go to therapy mm-hmm. so this answer might change in like a couple years of but course. i feel like we have outgrown that phase 
of asking that question. And I could be wrong in that. And my reasoning for saying that is because I feel like you and I have gotten to a level where I don't have an ask for you. I don't have a need for you because there hasn't been a situation where I pull up or I say, this is the situation and it like you didn't show up or you weren't Mm -hmm. there or it fell through. I feel like our relationship has pretty much gone through the test of time where I more so see like you and like your family as like my family. So like, you're my sister. So at this point, it's not even like a friendship where I'm like, what do I need from you? Which again, might be a wrong way of thinking about it. And Mm -hmm. I'm still growing. So that might change. But in my current stage right now, there isn't like, I can think about like my other friendship. Like I need a big to fuck up. (laughs) I can think about my current friendship. But when I think about this friendship, I like the dynamic that we have. I like the way that we're going mm-hmm. and there wouldn't be anything that I can think of on the top of my head to say, this is what mm-hmm. needs to happen. Okay. You may have a different feeling. <laughs> Don't look away like this bitch. <laughs> For me in general, and it's not just with you as my friend, but I want to do a better job of reaching out. And then not feeling like mm. a chore and communication. Because what tends to happen with me is, again, I, in my head, feel like all of my friends to do this thing. And I want things to be perfect. Like, I am very good about building a fantasy. Like, what's that nigga who wrote Game of Thrones? Like, he has nothing on my brain, Right. And Girl, so, I was about to say Jon Snow. It's not. Bitch. It's not Jon Snow. <laughs> Thank you. Why is this nigga outside? Sorry, y'all. No, my not. mind went. I'm looking outside. I be peeping my neighbors. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> but, like, I have a problem of building, like, a fantasy of, like, what my interactions and what my relationships will look like and then not putting that energy out and communicating that to folks and then saying these are my needs I don't do a good job of telling people my needs right I don't say like as my friend as somebody who needs to be poured into I think that's the best way I tend to pour out to people and then like When people even offer to pour into me, I'm like, no, 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 no. Keep all your water to yourself. And like, a bitch needs water too. And so like, but I don't say that. Like, I got into plants, y'all, so forgive me. But like, my topsoil sometimes feels like it's wet. But in reality, my roots are thirsty. And so I (laughs) want to do a better job of like, saying like, I need you to show up in this space. And I'm not saying like you right now in this particular moment, right. but like right. I need to do a better job of like reaching out and saying like, I really want to talk to you because I'll sit there mm-hmm. and be like, I'll be like, maybe if I think about it, it'll manifest itself. But if I, <laughs> if it doesn't, then like it wasn't meant to be. And that's just what the universe is asking for. But in reality, like the universe, a lot of times it's just like, Bitch, if you thought it, then do it. That's it. <laughs> That's the biggest part of manifesting. <laughs> and so, like, when it comes to friends, I'll sit there and be like, well, maybe, like, if I think really hard, 
she'll just pick up the phone and she'll call me. And just, (laughs) well, if she doesn't call me, then like, you know, it's okay. And she like probably is completely busy or he is probably like, you know, not able to. And like, maybe his hand is chopped off when in reality, I need to be like, hey, I really want you to call me because I miss hearing your voice and it matters to me. And that kind of thing like brightens my day. And then, like, if you can, when you can, build that time into me because that is what pours into me as a friend. And so that is something that I'm working on better just because I don't do a good job. And I'm trying to be better about, right. like, doing that. Right. Hmm. What a fun, insightful, intelligent, very Sex in the City 30s conversation. Wow. Wow. I mean, we're none of that, but <laughs> you, know, you know, none of that because I am 20. None. How old am I? What age? How old are you? 28. You yeah. are 28, so I'm younger than you. I, wait, is it 28 or is it 22? No, huh? it's 28. It's 28. You're 28. No, no, is it 27? Damn. No. Hold on. Really? you 28. Yeah, I, I pulled out my. Damn, really? God wait, let me put in my birthday. Yeah, I mean, my calculator says 28. God damn. Yo, I'm about to be 29 next year. That's Bitch, crazy. we about to be 30. Don't look. We're about to be, as my, as I have unfortunately fucked up and said this, and now it's the phrase of the house. We are about to be a quarter of a century old. No, not yeah. a quarter. No, we are over a quarter. Over a quarter. Yeah. We're about to be a third of a century old. The fact that I really did not believe that I was 28. I was like, no, I'm still 27. I'm like, no, I'm not that close. You know what? And this is going to sound really crazy. I never imagined being 27, 28. Like, I don't know why, but I've never seen life this far. And so, like, part of me is just like, (laughs) well, bitch, if you've never dreamt it, might as well just do what the fuck you want, right? Oh, <laughs> like, what's stopping you? <laughs> like, I've never been one to think that I was gonna, what is, join the 21 Club, which is sad. I was not even trying to say all of that. But, like, I've never just, like, imagined life at 27. Like, it's so weird. I've imagined life maybe at 30. Like, at 30, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna be married and have a house and a dog and probably a kid and that. Woo. Ugh. You Woo. say it out loud. It, I literally have chills right now. I only got up to the age of 25. So I. Exactly. I've, I've, I've always, like, my, in my head, 25 was like, all of my shit will be together and we'll figure it out for another right. quarter. You know, we'll right. have a quarter, literally a quarterly meeting. That's a joke. That's a bad joke. And bitch, yeah. I'm like, you 20, you are about to be 28. Okay, yeah, because you're going to be 28 in the summer. That's great. I'm 28 now. Goddamn. Please, please. All right, let's if not. You listen, let's not. If you're listening to this, please stay your ass in the house because I would like to be in another city filling up on somebody's booty in another city. And I can't do that if y'all don't stay your ass in the house. I can't. And I'm not capping on no plane. I may take a train somewhere. But that seems nasty, too. Everything is nasty. And I you don't know, like driving. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not going to lie. I feel like those things are the cleanest right now. Trains? They are wiping. Trains and airplanes, they're wiping shit down. But it's they 50. Are, it's, you're not sitting next to people. Yes, you are. Some people are taking pictures of full fucking planes. 
like well, shoulder to shoulder. I'm look. If I get on a plane, I'm coughing. And so it's recycled air. And I know you've been on a plane where somebody has farted in the back, and it's made its way to your seat. <laughs> And that is nasty. They've had to pull down planes because somebody took their shoes off and it was funking up the whole entire plane. So I can't imagine if that is true, that Roro, you know, somebody sitting in Z43 (laughs) ain't infecting us all the way up. And let me not say us, because it's not like I'm up there sitting in business class. Let me be clear. I'm probably Z43. If we be real. Yeah, yeah, no, you are. You definitely are. <laughs> I'm Z43 with her oversized, undersized luggage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you definitely right. You know, I'm just saying. But nah, but y'all be safe. Practice be safe. social distancing. Yes. Don't, you know, it's, it's really not. Like I'm gonna let you know that Margarita at your local Mexican spot can wait you can make it at home and it's your business as tabitha brown says mm-hmm. it's your business what you put in your drink as long as it's at the house but it's everybody's business <laughs> when you drinking and you passing roro on to everybody because you sitting there you gotta shake your ass at the mexican joint it's everybody's business at that point <laughs> you know i'm just i'm just letting you know shout out to her she is so cute i'm not eating nothing with pecan it's taco meat but you know it's cute. I get it. I see it. I see the vision. I just I'm gonna blind myself to it. I'm not. Have you seen some of her recipes? She like I don't know who you're talking about. You don't know who Tabitha I'm Brown not. is, girl. I'm not on social media like that. I don't know who you're talking. You about. need to look her up. She is. Yeah, that a sounds like a lot of work. Tabitha Brown. Look her up. She's a beautiful black queen who does vegan meals, and she loves to replace meat with either a mushroom or a nut and i just mm-hmm. i'm you know that is beautiful it's beautiful, beautiful for her I'm and her probably daughter probably not going to go look that up but beautiful i'm gonna send it to you it's okay you just gotta oh, girl you already know how this shit works send it to me then i'll click on it then i'll see it yep. but for me to go search for it yeah i'm probably gonna forget as soon as we get off the shit i'll be like Shut Cooper. Up. <laughs> You know I'm old. A bitch is 28. We old. You <laughs> must start at the top of the hour. We old. We can't do all of that. Looking up people Look. and remembering names and doing dance. Look, it's 8 o'clock on my end right now and I'm tired. I'm like, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> With that, you guys, thank you again for hopping on to another episode of Regular Degular Podcast. Please, please, please mm-hmm. follow us at what we talked about earlier at our locations you know we said it and it'll be in the description below or email us we really would love to hear from you guys but until next time see you we love you bye thanks bye y'all